Okay, here we are. Alrighty. The Loose Cannon Podcast, hey, episode two. We back. We back. Loose. No Justin, no peace. And I'm Lou Rivers. Holla. All right, follow us, like, share, subscribe. That's the Cannon's Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. SoundCloud, if you want to listen to us on SoundCloud, it's the Loose Candace Podcast. iTunes. The Loose Candace Podcast. Where else are we? I mean, Stitcher, the Loose Candace Podcast. Let's just put it this way. If you have social media or you have an app that you think you can find us, look for us. Look for we us. We should be there. We there. And if we're not there, comment. Let us know so yes. we can get there. And we got a great show for you this week. All right, we do. What do we go watch? Uh, we went and watched Sicario. Yes, Sicario the sequel, Two, the two Soledad. Yes, yeah, Soledad. Uh, the, what else or something like that? Yeah, I can't something, even something. remember something. Uh-huh. Something. But Benicio del Toro. Ooh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Um, I can't even remember. Uh, little girl, up and coming actress. Oh, she's actress. fantastic. Yes. You gotta find out her name. You know, she reminded me of uh, Kristen Dunst Ooh. in an interview with the Vampire. I was like. Ooh. This could be a, a breaking rule. We'll talk about that, but what do we listen to this week? We listen to Scorpion, uh, Drake. Uh huh. Drake is back. Yes. Claiming kids. And the Carters. Yep, and the Carters. I like it. I like it. Um, let's see, what what else? Uh, oh, Desierto on Netflix. Ooh, Desierto on Netflix. Yes, yes, we linked all that together. Yes. And then we're going to round off and we're just going to talk about the immigration situation in the United States of America. Yeah, I mean. That's because what do we do? Pop culture. We. Uh, politics, entertainment, yeah. and how it all intersects. Art imitating life, life Ooh, imitating art. I like it. I like all right, it. let's get into the show. Alrighty. So, boom. Let's start with the music. Okay. Everybody relax. <laughs> we heard it. Ooh. We heard it. <laughs> all right, so which one you want to do first? You want to do Scorpion or you want to do the Carters? You know, let's talk about the Carters. All right, the Carters. Um, I mean, if no one knows uh, who the Carters are, that's... Uh, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Mr. Sean Carter uh-huh. himself. And Beyonce, and Beyonce knows. knows Carter. Yeah. No? Is her name hyphenated or not? Uh, <laughs> I just call her B. Yeah, I, I call her B. BK, yeah. but she's not from Brooklyn. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, Get it? Nah. Uh, yeah. BK, but she's not from Brooklyn? I like, I like it. it. I like it. I don't so know what Jay-Z did you think? said it once. Um, <laughs> I like this shortened style of... Eight to ten tracks on albums. Yeah. Um, this album what had eight tracks? Eight tracks, yeah. Eight tracks, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of sound. Absolutely. Very um, different. Definitely Beyonce fans will like it. Uh-huh. Jay-Z fans would like it. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that there's a couple bangers on there that I can get with, and there's a couple songs that I Ape can shit. listen. <laughs> Ape shit is I the mean, best. I mean, people are kind of pushing that too far. They saying it's the best rap song of the year. All right, that's a that's a bit much. It's a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much. And Beyonce's the best female rapper. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess if she's rap, gonna rap uh, Quavo's lyrics, that's, it might as well be. <laughs> do people realize they're saying that Quavo is the best female rapper? rapper. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, come on, let, let's. It, Beyonce is a great performer. Yes. And she can definitely bring across the emotion in the song. Yes. And she does write, but she don't write everything. Right. I mean, I'll be the first. I have to apologize to Quavo because when the song first came out, I was like, damn, Jay-Z wrote them lyrics hard. Right. And then I was like, then you heard the Migos version and you was like, oh, damn. Sorry, Sean. It wasn't you. 
Uh, real quick, guys, um, the Beagles version was better. Yeah, uh, it was pretty hard. If if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's Please. called Ape Shit by yeah. Beagles. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I like the song. I love the video. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you, once you can rent out like probably the most famous museum in all the world and be like, we're gonna film our video. Here. That's stunting. Yeah. That it, fuck a Maybach. Yeah, we filming in the Louvre. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're just gonna borrow it real quick. Don't even worry. That's some crazy. Shit. If nobody notices the vi- uh, what is that? The video cover uh-huh. is uh, a black dude getting his hair braided crazy. in front of the Mona Lisa. Crazy. Like nobody notices the background. Crazy. But if you notice, yeah, no, it's the you Mona Lisa. The yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and one, I don't know if you saw the interview, but one of the reasons they said they did it is because there is, in all of this most historic museum of all the world, there's no positive black culture in the museum. Something about that. Get out of here. That, that is the one reason they said they did it, is because of all, like, you, you can go and see histories from all over the world of different uh, continents, different countries, yeah. history of people, but there's not, there's nothing of black culture in there well now they got that's, beyonce and jay-z said don't worry Damn. we'll show you know so that's pretty wild and then i told you about the the whole thing about kanye somebody was talking about how um neither jay-z or beyonce was all about art before mm. um before the joint album the watch the throne it definitely didn't seem like they were right because uh, so. you you can see the progression of how their friendship was and and all of the um the videos that Kanye was doing in Paris and different places Prague Diamonds Are right. Forever all those different things he was exploring that he was exploring that through fashion so it definitely wouldn't seem like it right. was and neither was like Jay Z wearing like certain high end stuff his style was totally different before Kanye right. especially before Watch the Throne and then they started wearing Givenchy and all that shit yeah I think that uh. Jay in the interview, Jay Z said that um, for Watch the Throne album, he let Kanye do like the artistic, mm. be the forefront, and yeah. like make those decisions. That was smart. And then I mean, the first album after that, Jay Z's album is Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and all he's talking about is art after that. Absolutely. Then so, you know, kind of leads into the whole Drake and Jay Z dispute over art. Ooh. But yeah, that's that's for later. That's for later. I had to listen to the album a couple of times. Yes. And the first time, I actually, it was hard for me to fully enjoy. There was a couple of joints. I really didn't even dive into ape shit like that. Summertime, the first track, I really got. Right. But then the most recent time that I listened to it, I realized that this is a great trilogy. Right. This is a part of the whole thing. You have Lemonade. Kicks it off, woman scorned, what she goes through, right. her questioning her love with her love. And then you have Jay-Z talking about all the things that he's going through as a man. 444. 444. Mm-hmm. His his mental thinking, his experiences with his um, family. How life, how made life him is. is. His yeah. cheating. Yes. And then we culminate. Well, I think this is the culmination with the Carters. Right. It's, set, it's, it's literally the Carters because now they are back together. They are a unit and all they're talking about is love. So this is the triumphant album. And if you listen to the music, it, it's very up-tempo because it is triumphant. I love is back on track and we're triumphant. And in that regard, 
it's a great trilogy. Yes. And in that regard, it makes the album even better. Because if you don't know, these motherfuckers are systematic. <laughs> like, Very. I'm pretty sure that Lemonade just didn't come out and then he just, they just decided to keep going. This was, okay, you're going to express yourself, I'm going to express myself, and then we're going to come together on this album. Right. It was strategic, and it's fantastic. I mean, he's not a businessman. He's a business man. man. <laughs> Plus, I think Solange kicked this whole thing off. <laughs> Pun intended. Because literally kicked Solange, it off. If you haven't seen the video, Solange was kicking Jay-Z in the elevator. Literally. Yes. Kicked it off. Kicked it off. Kicked it off. I mean, uh, do you and know I what they were that. arguing about? I mean, besides his infidelity. <laughs> besides his infidelity? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, everyone believes that it was uh, Dame Dash's ex, but... I think what happened was Solange was like, did you listen to the Loose Cannons podcast this week, Jay? And he was like, nah. She was like, you ain't listen to the Loose Cannons podcast. Straight kicked him in his face. You better get hit. See? That's why Solange lives in Brooklyn. That's why Solange lives in Brooklyn. Where are we from? I mean, we're from New York, but... We're from New... Well, I'm originally from Brooklyn. I moved to Queens. I I claim BK. Okay, BK all day. Until we start talking about Nas, then I claim Queens. (laughs) Queens Bridge. (laughs) All right, I stay stay with my rappers. Okay. All day, every day. Uh, (laughs) All right. So the Carters. What'd you feel? Do you feel that Ape Shit is the best track? No, Summertime is. All right, Summertime. I like that. Let's make love in the summertime, baby. Okay. Um, I think I got a couple. I like uh-huh. Friends a Ooh, lot. Friends is good. Friends, Friends is, is good. really good. Friends is good. There's a couple. Boss, I kind of like. Boss is nice. Boss yeah. is nice. There's a couple that I'm just like grooving like, oh, yes. Yes. Okay, I can get yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Ape Shit is just one of those tracks. It's like, you know, we still we still following like this whole Niggas in Paris thing. Yeah. So it kind of got that groove where I'm like, yeah, I could bump this. Funny thing you say that. I'm wondering what the Carter's album would sound like had it been produced in this Yeezy season. Because it's like imagining a Watch the Throne album for Jay-Z and Beyonce. Because we know how they sound together on Watch the Throne. But if this production was under Kanye's production in Kanye 7, we might have something miraculous. Even though this was good, we might have something miraculous. Well, you know Kanye always wanted to produce a Beyonce album, so... I think he But I think think that obviously still being part of Rock Nation's lineup, Mm. I feel like there could be some salvation in the future, you know? Okay. I think that, like we said, like, they're very strategic, very business. They're keeping their distance to see how the culture accepts Kanye again, Mm -hmm. and whether... This whole publicity thing, or whatever it is, if if they could get them back in track, back online, yeah. there'll be more music for Rock Nation. You know what true, I mean? True, true, true. So, I mean, I just that's just how I see it. You yeah. know, he's got he's got his lineup, and obviously we did good music last week, so yeah. there's no hurt. But if they can become family again, yeah, that pretty be pretty nasty. Why wasn't this exclusively on title? <clears throat> Mm. Money. I, I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm probably gonna say that it Accident has to be sales. money, right? If because if they're chasing downloads, then you're gonna want it on as many avenues as possible. You're yeah. not gonna want it to be exclusive. True, true. So I mean, I can understand the chess play where it's like, now we're gonna keep it so that we can try to get more subscribers. Yeah. But they're not making the majority of their money on title. So true. 
and they might put the videos maybe right. they release like the rest of the video i mean honestly that's that's something that i would do where it's just you come out with an album then you come out with some exclusive tracks on the double album yeah you know so but we'll talk about ex- extended albums right after mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. all right so where are we putting this um we're gonna rate it Yes. With our rating system. The cannons. The cannons rating the cannon. system. Out of one through five cannons, what do we give the cars? Oh, man. For me, what did I give? I gave 4.5s last week and some 3.5s. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this was a good album. I'm going to give it, based on what I expected, Yeah. I mean, pretty much based on the fact that this came out the same day as Nas. Yeah. And... It flowed with me. I'm going to give it a three and a half cannons. Three and a half cannons. Mm. Not quite a four yet. I want it to grow on me. I think we line up. I'm yeah. going to give it a three and a half cannons. Three and a half cannons. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> three and a half. That was the half. I like it. <laughs> is Jay-Z the best rapper alive? I got to start with the question. Okay. Is he the best rapper alive? Currently. Currently. Is... 50-year-old Jay-Z, he's close, right? Because uh, people are saying that. They're saying that he's still 50-year-old Jay-Z 50 on, a, on a jet Jay-Z. ski with a yeah. helmet on. Jay-Z, that, that one? That's the one we're Accidents talking about. Accidents happen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, when you got that much money, I don't care how you catch me. This is like... This His is like, brain is important. Yo, this is like 15 years ago when... when uh, you don't want to end up like Hawkins. When him oh. and Cameron are beefing off of... The flip-flops and stuff. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm not cool because I wear flip-flops, so... But, I mean, obviously, being from the streets, like, cool is more important than safety, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, but flip-flops is another thing. Like, especially if you win the thong ones and yeah. you do that, <laughs> when you walk it, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Like, oh. everybody can hear you coming. So you want him to have the Jesus sandals on? Yeah, he got he got it. you got to... The full knee-high sandals? On, on, yeah. You have to just take... It wraps around the big toe. Okay, And I then a whole you. other thing wraps around the rest of the foot. So it feels like a shoe, but it's, it's not a shoe. Yes, yes. Your feet still breathe, yes. but you secure. And you can partially <laughs> run. Okay, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> now, um, honestly, for me, I mean, this is what I'm starting to realize. Yeah. The definition of rapper is evolving okay. and it's changing. Yeah. I still like the old one. So I'm going to say yes. For me, Jay-Z is the best rapper alive. Yeah. But I can see why people now are like, but no, he's not. I mean, like, honestly, the kids, if the kids, if you kids have Drake up there, like, I know that I'm past it. Like, those those days of me rating rappers are done. Like, (laughs) you know, because we grew up in a day and age where MC came to came to a party or went to the club. Yeah. Had a had a DJ and spit. Yeah. And he was the writer. He was the maker of his craft. Yes. So, I mean, for me, yeah, Jay-Z's the best rapper alive right now. I mean, but, uh, yes. But I think people do grade Jay-Z on a scale. Yeah. Because they take in the fact that, you remember initially when he came out, he was talking about, you know, I don't write anything down. It's all mental. Right. Which is an amazing feat. In itself. In itself. But that doesn't make the content necessarily the best. Right. You know, um... Sometimes when you listen to his rhymes, you can tell they weren't written down. Right. They feel like phrases. Right. Fitting together. They work, but they're not necessarily what would come out if a person had to go back a couple of lines, fix that line, and then make it all work. Like a push a T. Right. Or like... 
if you ever see Eminem's documentary on constructing rhymes, mm-hmm. like it is insane what that yeah. guy does. So, but I can see that. Yeah. But then again, Jay Z is real old fashioned. So mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. some of his flows feel like a speech or like yeah. talking to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, like I said, movies, yeah. uh, music, everything is relatable. If you can gotcha. relate, it's what makes you like it and listen. Yeah. So This album didn't bring him back to the top for me. No, nah, not at all. But I feel like 444 might have readdressed right. him being at the top because he took on some really emotional topics, some really deep topics that other... showed a lot of his range and his ability. And I think 444 was just a great album. Well, I think this is the one thing about Jay-Z now is that he's he's got enough years in the game where he's at liberty mm-hmm. to do those things. Yeah. Like, right now, if Migos or Quavo came out with a single album yeah, yeah, yeah. and he spoke about one of his kids, I would have absolutely no clue what, what I'm doing with this track. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Maybe Cardi. Right. So, <laughs> so like, the whole thing right now is, all right, well, we're listening to Jay-Z, but we've kind of grown up with him. Like That's true. We, we've we've seen him on the block. From Big Pimpin'. Right. We've seen him on the block. We saw him grow his little business, mm-hmm. and he went mm-hmm. and got a position. So, yeah. we said, yeah, you got a position. Now you got a label. Like, he's keep going. He's keep growing. So, we kind of grew with knowing his struggles, knowing yeah. what he's been going through. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, we don't have that with rappers today. It's not like that's true. It's not like I know what Little Yachty's doing back home. Yeah, you know? I just think he's. I'm, I'm not looking for him. Mm-mm. So if he told me that right now, like he was accused of something, I'd be like, "Well, sounds like something you may sounds do. Like I don't know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I understand that. But speaking about somebody who's got stuff in the background, yeah. How do you feel? We gonna go into this next album? What do you feel? Absolutely. Let's talk about Beyonce though. All right. How do you? F- what do you feel? Queen B. Best performer? Easily. I'm like, I'm thinking about it now. I can't think of a performer who has probably this recognition probably since like Tina Turner or somebody. Like True. a female. Okay. I mean, so some she's pe- not better than Mike. Some about. No, she's not better than Mike. She's no, not better than Mike. Better than Mike. She's I'm, not. Michael Jackson was making people pass out. And no. I've never seen anybody pass out yet. I'm pretty sure somebody's passed out. Right. But I mean, yo, you That's have. because pe- they was doing this too long. That gets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your hand waving in the air. It's got dizzy. Uh, oh, uh, no. Um, but, no, Michael Jackson, he's on another level. I don't even like to compare people to him. Yeah, it's not right. No. Not um, right. But, but no, in her be- own right, she's one of the greatest ever. Yeah. I, if Male, she's, female. If she's not top five, I don't know who is, you know? True. So. But definitely, I feel like she's she's probably the best. I mean, I've never seen her, but obviously, like people wouldn't love her this much if she wasn't. So, if anybody wants to take me to a Beyonce concert, I'm with it. Just you know, Word. comment on the Loose Cannons podcast. Let me know what city I got to be in. I'll be there. I'll meet you. So now we're moving to Scorpio. Yeah, let's move on. I'm with it. I'm ready for uh, Drake. Drake Drizzle. After Drake Daddy all, daycare Took the three piece From Pusha T <laughs> Yo I don't know how Someone survives he, he that He climbs Out of the ditch Like in There will be blood <laughs> with, with his broken leg And clavicle 
you know what fight this is? This is like Rocky versus Clubber Lang in the first this 15 is minutes. Rocky, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, he went. I told the fool. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. Yuck. Um, I don't know. I mean, how do I feel about Drake in general? I mean, I feel like he hasn't come out with a classic album in a while. Okay. And I've started slowly started to fall off from his stuff. I mean, his singles are nice. They're good. Always. But the albums aren't haven't done it for me in a little bit. Personally, and I mean, like, I'm I'm not a stand, so I can't okay. be like, yes, I'm, no matter what he does, if you it's cut great. views in half, yes, it's just full of great music, right? More life, I don't, it's whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. But if you're finally reading this, yeah, that shit is a banger. Fire, fire. That shit is a banger. Top five, they all die on. Yo, that shit is so good. That shit's so good. Drake don't doesn't make bad music. No, he doesn't at all. And he tries to give you a lot of music every time. He'll give you some quality albums, which I like. Yes. But this is the one time in which I'm thinking, man, you may be behind the ball on this one. Okay, so there's 25 tracks. Side A, side B. <sighs> Let's start with side A. Okay, side A. It's, uh, it's rapping. Yes. Drake... It's fantastic lyrically. Yes. On side A. Whoever he pays to write his lyrics, they are great. Stop it. All right, sorry. I Stop apologize. It. Stop I didn't it. mean it. I didn't mean it. Stop I apologize. It. Stop it. His ghost right. He does collaborate. He explained that. <laughs> he collaborates. All right. Like like a group project at school, you don't do none of the work? He collaborates. Yo, all you got to do is get up there and speak about it. All right. But <laughs> side A has some really good music. Yes. Yes, it does. And he's talking about some things. Is he hitting up Kanye? Is he jabbing Kanye? I mean, he could jab all he wants. I mean, everybody's been jabbing Kanye. I at think this everybody's point. been jabbing Kanye. <laughs> I think this is, we have found Kanye's real superpower. He yes. doesn't care. And he's invincible. Like, mm. and, as, and I mean, as much as people are going to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to his music. I mean, he's got his followers. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's a done deal. Yeah. At this point, I feel. We're not, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop either. Yeah. I mean, oh, man, he doesn't support. Uh, oh. He wore a MAGA yeah. hat. How could he? I was like, I didn't even know until people started telling me. I'm just waiting for the I'm album. I'm not giving him my money because he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> First of all, if that is your parameter, you really need to think about where you're spending your money everywhere. Thank you. Everywhere. Because there's going to be a lot of people you don't want to give your right. money to. We spoke about idols last week, right? Oh, yes, we yeah, did. So, I mean, yes, we did. Uh, Kanye's not one of my idols. He's okay. one of the guys who entertain me, and yes. all he does is entertain me. Yes. <laughs> well, Kanye's my inspiration. Right, right. We spoke He's about my that inspiration too. along with Puff. Right. Two vital people in my right. But, I mean, there's some stuff Puff did that, you know. <laughs> you, you know what's the craziest thing? You know, Puff pays one of the most... Uh, the highest allowances of uh, child support. Child support. Did you know that? No. Like more than people who make three times what he makes here. Get out of here. Yeah, it's just you know sometimes when you're that social figure, like that's what it is. He just hit you up. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, he's got what like six or seven kids, like three baby he moms. He has a lot of kids. And then Cassie on the side. I mean, yeah. They guess, all be together for Christmas. It's a beautiful. I thing. guess he was really like take that, take. That, he was taking. Take, <laughs> take that, take that. And they were like, okay. <laughs> okay. They took it. He's a bad boy. Anyways, back to the Scorpio. Yeah. Sorry. Um, how did you like side A? 
I like side A a lot. Okay. I like side A. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. If of, all I got was side A, yeah. I'd be satisfied. If all I got was side A, I'd be happier with And this then you album. know what? I would have sprinkled a couple of things from side B. Mm-hmm. I actually don't like the Drake that splits rap and, and singing. Right. I like the Drake that, this is Drake. So I want the whole one piece just to be you rapping, singing, whenever you want. Right. Because if people don't like that, they, they're not for you. They, if people only going to listen to Side A, they weren't really Drake fans anyway. Right, I feel They weren't you. really into Drake music. Forget them. Just give me the mixture. Give me everything all connected. Yeah, I think I left those days behind me. Like when Drake's first album came out, I was like, man, I can't wait to hear all these raps. I heard all these mixtapes. I heard all these yeah, songs yeah, yeah. with Baby and Lil Wayne. And I was like, yeah, I was yeah. ready. And then you got the first album and I was like, oh, it's not rap. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. But then I heard it and I was like, wow, but this is this is pretty good. Yeah. So this is the whole thing. Now at this point, the whole thing about being behind the ball is that everybody's album is short now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I th- I think Chris Brown showed it last year or the year before when he came out with that 35-track, 40-track. I still haven't listened me- to it. It was like... That's how I feel with this album. Yeah. I, it took me... I don't care how good the songs are, 25 tracks to get through and yeah. to try to listen to it over and over again. Yeah. I just I felt bombarded. I hate to put yeah. it that way, but after so much music is coming out, if, I if he would have came out with his best 10 tracks yeah then i could have been like yo maybe i'll just listen to this how did you listen to the music like where were you um i usually listen to music in my car Mm -hmm. um what time of day daytime rarely at night but usually daytime drake is a night nigga (laughs) okay (laughs) listen i would listen to it before in the daytime It didn't feel the same. <laughs> I rode out to it at night. Okay. And I was really emotional. Like, it got me. Okay. I was like, You was in your feelings? Bitch, he only do it two days. <laughs> <laughs> she fucked the family. No, but it's like, when you listen to it at night, it's something about, especially his type of sound, he uses a lot of, like, ambient sound. Yeah. So, it, it just works. Like, the weekend and him work when you're just driving at night. Right, and okay. it's almost like the soundtrack to your driving. Like, when I'm driving mm-hmm. I, at night, especially when it's a free road, I, I feel like I'm in Miami Vice. <laughs> you zone out? Yeah, yeah. No, I zone out. <laughs> I zone out. And it, it's, it's like, yo, I'm just driving on the road. It's just me. And okay. the road is my fucking road. And then I got Drake with me. Okay. Yes. And then when you got Drake with you, the joint just sounds totally different at night. So I just want to say, everybody out there, if you haven't listened to Scorpion, or if you're going to listen to Scorpion, listen to it again. But just listen to it at night, in the car, just drive out, turn it loud. You'll hear it totally different. Because I listened to it in the daytime, and it didn't feel the same. It didn't feel the same. So it's going to have you in your feelings and calling your ex from, like, grade school and telling her why you broke up with me on the paper? Fuck that. I'm emotionless. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I feel you, player. <laughs> I nah, but, okay, so we're moving into side beat now. Okay. Sing song Drake. Yes. He has great melodies. Yes. He doesn't have the greatest voice. No. He's auto-tuning the shit out of it. <laughs> yes. But the melodies are fantastic. Yes. And he's getting emotional, but the 
best part about side B is when he goes back to rapping. Yes. Towards the end, it, side B, if he would have cut out some of those pieces of side B mm-hmm. and just threw, slapped that end of side B to right. side A, we have a great album. Drake album. Mm-hmm. A great Drake. Four and a half to a five, I'm telling yes. you. So, I mean, what? just speaking about Kanye and good music, it's the theory of having something precise and leaving people wanting more. Exactly. Could be way more important than overwhelming them with a ton of music, not knowing where they feel with certain songs. Well, let me put a, a, a different theory out there, because this is how I felt when I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Side A, like the album came out in the June, right? Yeah. Was it last week, I think? Last week? No, like two weeks, oh, two three weeks. weeks ago. Yeah. So like, let's say he put out Side A in June. Yeah. And it competes with all these other albums. Yeah. And then he puts out Side B in September. Mm-hmm. And nobody else has an album. So the old tracks that everybody's bumping all summer yeah. leads into all these new tracks that they're going to be bumping all fall. Yep. And then you got a winter album coming. Yep. This whole seven to ten tracks every yep. three to four months, I would have been licking at my chops because Drake's the only one prepared with two albums. Only one prepared. But right now I got 25 tracks I got to try to get through. Try to get through. I'm going to tell you right now, a bunch of those tracks, they could be great, and they're going to fall out the wayside because I already got, what did we say, 36 tracks last week between those five albums? Yeah. So I'm supposed to add another 25? That's a lot of music. Plus 10 from the Carters? Yes. Eight to 10? So if you would have came out with your best eight, you would have been in a very solid rotation. And if you would have came out with your next best 10 in September and nobody else has a track, guess what tracks I'm listening to? Yeah. So. Yeah, but you, do you think they even care now? Because, like, everybody's remember, downloading. Like, before the single game used to be, you got to have the single, and the single was the promotion to get people to buy your album. Right. Now the game is with streaming. Drake's singles do so well right. that they become the numbers for the album. Right. That's why Drake's numbers are so crazy right now. He got, what, 100 million streams or something mm-hmm. like that? That's not because 100 million people listen to the album. It's because a certain amount of streams of each song counts towards like the an album, album sale or something like that. Like, but do you feel like he's flooding the system? He is flooding the system. But that's why I wouldn't listen to it. Mm. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I looked at it right now, and I was like, man, all right, I got to go back to the album and see what yeah. I'm going to add to my playlist. But if I already added three or four tracks from everybody else, I'm not going to add yeah. 10 Drake out, Drake yes. tracks yeah. out of 25. Yeah. So I'm only going to add the best four to six, yeah. maybe, just maybe. so I could try to get them in. Yeah. So that means that four tracks or five tracks, I'm just going to miss out on yeah. until I go back and listen to the album. Yeah. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Like, if you were to just split it, because at this point, people are going to... By the end of September, uh, at the end of the summer, people are going to be looking for new tracks. Yeah. So if your tracks are coming out, and now you're going to come out with all these sophomore albums, yeah. you're going to dominate another three months. Mm-hmm. And then if you come out at Christmas, obviously you're going to dominate that season too. Yeah. So I mean, personally, that's how I feel. But maybe yeah. you know, I don't know how this new system goes. So mm-hmm. hopefully uh, it works out for him. But hopefully I get what I want, and I'll get only seven to ten that's tracks. That's the part of album. the game that I hate. It's like. I love the art. Right. I don't care about the business. Yes. The business is interesting. I like to learn about the business. But I don't care about the business because I ultimately I care 
that you put the best content out in the best form possible. Right. Just give it to me. Like the strategy sometimes destroys the content. You know, I just want the best shit. And that's not necessarily what's happening. Right. It's like, you know, I'm okay, I'm gonna put this on here. I've been holding this for three, four months. This is gonna work over here. It's like, no, no, I just want the best that Drake can do at that point where he is in his life. Just give me the best. In the strategy of the business, sometimes get in the way of you just getting the best art. I mean, honestly, I wish it wasn't about albums half the time. Mm. Like, the thing that I think about is, man, in the in the 90s, think about certain times where, like, Who Shot You wasn't on an album. Mm-hmm. Biggie went into the studio, just recorded a track. Two weeks later, it was playing on the radio. Yeah. And people were like, yo, where can I buy this? Yes. You know what I mean? And it's one song. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of wish that, like, artists were like, yo, we made this single. It's hot. Like, if uh, let's say Migos just came out with Ape Shit today. Yeah. And you know their album's not coming out for months because their yeah. album just came out, literally. Yeah. So they're working on this second album. But if they were just like, yo, we're just going to push this because it's hot. It yeah. does, it, the, the music is phenomenal. Sick. We're just going to throw this out there and let the world eat it up. And it's done. And it's done. So, I mean, I kind of wish that singles came out like that. Where it wasn't this whole big strategy of trying to do something. But that's the world we live in now. So we kind of have to accept that. Quickly, why give ape shit to um, Jay-Z and Beyonce? Because they paid for it. <laughs> Is it really the money, though? Yes. I, I, I 100% believe it's the money. Because, Matt, we don't know the kind of power that that they have. Yeah. So imagine that it's just like, all right, well, I think we spoke about this about um, beats. Yeah. With, um, I don't know. Obviously not on the podcast, but beats with Timbaland and yeah. all these top producers nowadays. They don't make the beats like they used to, mm-hmm. but they have these team of beat makers. Yeah, and everyone's just like, "Oh, well, Timbaland made the beat." Well, no, he didn't make the beat, or someone didn't make the beat, or yeah. regardless, whoever this top producer is. But the person who made that beat is yeah. going to make more money if Timbaland, Timbaland promotes it, yeah, rather than if they did, yeah. So, like, let's say Migos could do... Because they don't consider those dudes producers. They consider them programmers. Right. So he might have programmed the drums, but Timbaland came in and said, no, listen, bring this, bring that up, bring this up. So Timbaland ultimately produced it. So, like, let's say that this guy, he could do the track himself, and he's going to make 500 grand. Yeah. But if Timbaland does it, he's going to get... Timbaland's going to make 10, and he's going to give you two. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want the two million or you want the one mil? Yeah. I mean, the five hundred thousand. Yeah. No, no, I'm going for. The I'm going to go for the two mil. I don't yeah. need my name on it for the two mil. Yeah. So, this is what I, how I look at it. I don't feel Migos is global yet. True. Okay. So if Migos is doing whatever they do, even if no, they, 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 but let's say they, they are touring. Global. Yeah. They're not selling off stadiums. They're not selling okay. out arenas. No, not arenas. No, right. No, no. So let's With say... With somebody, maybe. Let's say that each of them could make somewhere along the lines of imaginary number. But if Beyonce and Jay-Z can pay for it up front yeah. and give them that money, and they still get some sort of credits for it. Yeah. But, and the publishing, because you're writing all over it. But exactly. And Jay-Z and Beyonce are going to make kabuku bucks off yeah. of it but you're still going to make more money than you would have if you did it yourself yeah. you're going to take that money but i still think like this could have been like a huge smash hit for the migos like they they've had 
a great year and a half. This could have been a real smash hit for them. And I think they would have got decently paid. But I think, like, the number one thing that they wanted wasn't even, like, the payment. Mm -hmm. I think it's the favor. And that's the connection to the industry. Right. And that's what I was telling you before. What if, even if they got paid, what if the deal is, oh, but we'll do a song on your album? Oh, a verse. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is like, Beyonce's going to do a song with you, and I'm going to do a song. Those are two singles right there. Take it. Take it right now. And you're getting going to get paid for it. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So let's see what happens with Amigos on the next album. I bet you they'll be featured on it. I didn't like Culture too. No? No. Oh. One was cool. All yeah. right, boom. Back to Scorpion. What are we going to rate Scorpion? How did you feel? You go first this time because I'm going to be harsh on Daddy Daycare. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, Drake, Scorpion. I got to put both sides together. Yes. So if I put both sides together, I can only give Scorpion a three. Oh, yo. <laughs> I have I, the exact same. That's all I can give him is a three. I have it as a Had he trimmed it down, it would be four or five. Trim the fat off. Trim the fat off. It's just too much. And the more I've listened to it, because I've I've actually put in some time and I've mm-hmm. listened to it, it's good music on it. Right. But I got to take the whole piece together. Like, I can't take a portion of the painting out. I can't say I don't like that portion of the painting. Right. So I'm not going to grade that. This is his whole canvas. This is everything together. All he can get is a three from me. Right. I could take four or five tracks from each side, I mm. think, and put on my playlist. It got something crazy. And that's good. So, but like I said, at the end of the day, it's oversaturating the system. It's too much right now. Mm. And that's kind of how I looked at it. I'm like, I'm thinking about it right now, like adding songs to my playlist. I'm still like, man, I got to go back and listen to each track and mm. see which one I'm going to like. So that's the difficulty. And I mean, honestly, he kind of he kind of got on me when he told me that he wasn't hiding his son from me. He was hiding me from his son. So <laughs> I kind of feel offended. I, yeah, you should. You should. I'm I'm a good person. <laughs> me too. I'm good with kids, Drake. Know. He could have dropped them off, <laughs> went on tour. I would have had his back. Right? But it's cool. Yeah. It happens that way sometimes. I got your back, playoff. <laughs> Put me and mix me in with the world. Yeah, I'm I'm hitting a pusher tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I mean, that's it for Scorpion. Yeah. Oh. Everybody's favorite new mm-hmm. segment. Yes. This week in, in racism. racism. Yes. Yo, a lot of happened this week. Lot, yo, it was a lot to pick from. <laughs> yes. It was just like, oh, okay. All right, a lot of stuff happened. You would have thought that uh, Trump was elected president again. Right, right. <laughs> Right. People just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. You can't wear a Puerto Rico t-shirt. Did you know that? Yo, I, I mean, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, so I'm never going to do that again. Like, <laughs> if you were born in Puerto Rico, you're a citizen of the United States of America. Yes. So it's a mute point. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, if no one knows what we're talking about, about the guy harassing the young lady who was wearing a Puerto Rico shirt at some barbecue. Yeah, um, she was just getting set enough for a barbecue. Yeah. And the guy's 
These, where is that on your shirt? <laughs> Why are you wearing that? You should be wearing American flag. I was looking for Ashton Kutcher. I was like, is she getting punked? <laughs> like this dude is wild. The sad part: the police officer standing right there. Yes, and he's not even addressing it with a certain veracity of like. He didn't even. Bounce. He didn't even talk to him at all. Like no. And every time she tried to like kind of talk to him or approach the the cop, he's like walking away. Or I was like, Did you see the end? Oh, when more the, cops came, yes. so then they started working with him because somebody else called the police. Exactly. So then he had to like. Oh, I guess I got to do my job. I'm on the scene. I'm on the scene. Oh. But that's not even it. This week we're going to talk about Aqua, Aqua Adam. Adam. <laughs> Yo, Aqua Adam. <laughs> do you want to talk about the situation? Because I can't. Yo. Okay. So you know how it is. There's communities, I don't know if it was a cul-de-sac, but communities have shared pools. So the people in the community who rent the apartments or or, or it could, I don't know if it was a condo situation, condo right. community, they have access to a pool. <laughs> and to have access to this pool, you have key cards. So that means that that key card belongs to a home. Yes. All right? There's a number of people in the pool. Aqua Adam... <laughs> which we will name him, yeah. which he's been named, approaches a black family yes. and asks them where they live. If yeah. they live there and told her she needed to present ID <laughs> to prove that they live in the complex. Yeah. Oh. This is clear cut. Yeah. It's clear cut. There's no getting around it. No getting around it. He didn't ask anybody else. Yes. He felt the need to ask these people because there's no way that they can live in that community. Yes. I don't even know what kind of, It's a pool. Many communities have pools. Yes. Like, it's not even, like, a big thing. He said that we uh, we ask a couple people every, every week. Wh- who's we? <laughs> Aqua Adam and his team. Uh, Aqua Adam and his team. Yeah. Uh... It's it's a very difficult situation. I can't I can't fathom the idea uh, that some of these things still happen this Audacity. way. Um, I mean, but the company did fire him. <laughs> I mean, they kind of you gotta had to. go, Aqua yes. Adam. All right, I don't so, even know where he worked. Where did so, he work? Uh, for the Aqua team. <laughs> I can't. I I don't even have my notes on me to actually <laughs> say what the what the company was, yeah. but. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you feel the reprimand should go as far as firing? I feel, I feel, let me let you answer that first before okay. I go. I hate to see people like lose their job right. in any regard. Correct. But something has to happen. Something has to happen and it can't be it is not going to be within our laws because his clear racism was not illegal right? in that regard. So the police officer couldn't do anything. Right. You could just make him seem stupid. But I think that at this point and in this juncture, if this keeps happening and people keep receiving the retribution of losing their position because... People start to fear it. Listen, especially depending on where his work environment is. Just imagine if he was working um, uh, for a politician. He was mm-hmm. working for the governor. 
um, and he was the chief of staff, and he's the person who's hiring the staff. Right. You're showing that you have bias. Right. So you obviously can't do this job and be fair. So if it's associated with the job of fairness, like if he was just flipping burgers, fine. You know, Keep like your he, job. You, you just flip the burger and you suffered enough. Whoever it goes, <laughs> whoever it goes to, goes to. Okay. You know what I mean? It, it, but if the job is associated with fairness and treating people fair, then yes, you have to go. Okay. There is a lesson to be learned, but it's a slippery slope. How, how about we do like uh, Game of Thrones and we walk them around the pool and yell, shame, shame. shame. I like it. I like it. Nah. And then we just kick them in the chest. <laughs> yeah, this is Sparta. <laughs> right off the, the deep pool. end. Right off the deep end. <laughs> All right. Now, so this is, this is honestly, this is the problem that I have with punishment. Mm -hmm. It's not a teaching moment for me personally. Okay, I don't, they don't I learn. Don't, they don't learn. That's yeah, one. True. And two is like, let's say he has a family at home. Oh, I came home. I got fired. This is the reason why I got fired. But now he's going to say, this is the reason why I got fired. Yeah. But now they'll spin the story. But now his kids don't like for the same. But now they have reinforcement to not like. Yeah. You know, understand what I mean? True. So that's kind of my biggest problem. My biggest thing. But would he be, would have to totally lie. Right. He would have to totally lie. Well, but that, you kind of believe your father. That's true. You know, you I don't care what anybody says. Like, no, you, I was just asking for. ID. My father wasn't dressed in pantyhose. Yeah, I was just asking for ID. There was <laughs> a problems. People jump over the fence and then they fire. Exactly. Like, no. So my biggest thing is, personally, some of these situations they kind of have to be retaught, and it's not a thing about like, you have to kind of understand that people have to grow with society, and I think yeah. that that's where people are kind of missing the gap, where it's yeah. like. Oh, this is what how it is now. Like yeah. I gotta kind of understand this, and like you said, with the whole politician thing, like there's certain power and liberties you gotta lose. Yeah, it's kind of like in the military. You kind of yeah. you you're gonna lose a rank. You gotta go. Like as long as you're there, you're gonna lose a rank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not gonna get kind of get kicked out. Yeah, you're gonna just lose a rank. You know, yeah. and it's kind of that thing where you kind of gotta lose power and liberties, be retaught, and then you gotta earn stuff back. Yeah. So if if it was. In a lot of these cases, especially like with the lawyer thing, a couple. Uh, As a lawyer, you have to. Right, you kind of have to be. You kind of have to see this perception where it's just like this is wrong, yes. and this is why it's wrong, yep. and you kind of have to see and grow and understand why it's yeah. wrong, so that later on you can be a better person. It's the whole thought and idea that the prison system. Maybe there should be a class. Thank you. Like, like if you get like a certain amount of D DUIs, a situation like you have. Like you should be debrief. Yeah. Like yeah. Some, of these, some of these people really do need glasses. Right. Like because like they're not exposed. They're not exposed. But this is the one question that I always I would ask people. Okay, what do you think? Right. Why did you only approach? I would I would personally want him to be forced to answer questions. Right. He has to. He has to. Why view did you the only approach her? Right. Why did you? Do you realize you only approached her this day? Out of all those people there, it's potential you have a bias, Adam. Right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What did you think? Why did you think she might have been a person that jumped over the fence? I've never seen her before. So have you seen all these people before? Right. Like, you haven't seen everybody. You can't know the whole community. And the thing is, I always want to talk to racist people because most of the time people aren't racist because they're like, yo, 
black people have beat me up all my life. Right. It's never an experience situation. Correct. It's always a situation that they've heard of. They've been taught this. They've never really experienced what they think these people do. Right. They haven't really seen it. They see it on television. They've, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. That is what we're going to talk about Whoa. today. Look, look at that segment. It, do, it does Good. something. Yeah. It does something to you. Yeah, the portrayal. Many things could be see. propaganda. Right. Many things. It's not just the news. Correct. Many things could be movies, television, all these things. They're training us. Correct. And you can. There's two types of training. There's training for good and there's training for bad. Yep. And if you're not training for good, you're definitely training for bad. <laughs> yep. And it's happening no matter what. You're you're being trained. Your brain is learning Correct. all the time, from the moment that you're born. You're learning habits, behaviors, and understanding, when, and it happens. When you're living in a world of stereotypes, you kind yes. of take on those stereotypes. Yes. So, yeah, I definitely understand that. You know what I want to do, like, with racism? I wish we would just, like, put stereotypes. I wish a group of people would come together. Mm -hmm. You have a problem with this group. What do you think about this group? We'll put it on the board. Now, source your proof. Right. I like that. Source your proof. Everybody's story, most people hate, will be anecdotal. Right. If you have to source your proof, we'll go through the information. You feel this about guns? We'll go through the information. Correct. You feel this about white people? We'll go through the information. You feel this about women? We'll go through the information. We'll find it. And if you don't agree with my sources, come up with a better source. Exactly. And they won't have it. Let's just finally sit down and get to the truth of everything. Uh, people are afraid of being confrontational. We spoke about that. Yes. Yes. Um, let me ask you another question. Yep. So, I mean, because we're on the topic, this may be better for a much broader topic at a later point, but yeah. do you believe that minorities in general can be racist? No. No. Okay. Not racist. Prejudice, Prejudice, absolutely. Okay. But not racist. Racist it, has to do with power? Racism absolutely. Has to do with power. Okay. You have to be able to act upon your no racism. Right. Even if it's not you, it's about the group. Okay. And I'll explain to you in a second. So, boom. This is how I feel about racism. It's two parts. Yes. It's not as important of the actor of racism. It's about who was acted upon. Okay. Because stereotypes are about who the racism is acted upon. I believe this about these people. Okay. So it goes this way. So the truth is that minorities can't be racist as in the stereotypes are created about them generally that are detrimental. Correct. But they can carry out those stereotypes against their own people. Okay. Like, black people can carry on white supremacist ideas towards black people. Okay. But there is no detrimental black supremacist idea that could be acted on white people. Okay. So it's about who is acted upon. So when you when you look at racism, the 
these ideas are created as a whole you have to go group versus group it's about a grouping it's not individual feelings so you have white supremacy there's the belief of I am a superior being I should control things and that is reactive that 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 comes across in many different ways but I believe I should could control things because I have a better thought process. Mm-hmm. I'm more educated or um, I, I'm just naturally inept and more smarter. And that is pushed upon everyone. There is no in return. There is no black supremacist ideology. There's no Latin supremacist ideology. There's no Asian supremacist ideology that gets enacted on any other people. There's only one ideology that's been detrimental, especially in the United States of America. That's white supremacy, and it takes many different forms. So I don't believe that any minority can be racist. So minorities in general, you feel, can be prejudiced? Absolutely. Can they discriminate? They can definitely discriminate. They just can't be racist. They can't be racist. Okay. I, I, can, I can understand that. Because racist, first of all, there was no race before there was white. Right. White was created mm-hmm. to be considered superior before you were just where you were from. Right. You were, you were um, Irish. You were Italian. You were from... You were, from, you were uh, specifically you were from a British. country or something. You were... You were the country that you were from. Right. And if you're in, in certain places, in those specific places, you were your tribe. Right. So and there was no time, race. Yes. They went and... Race was created to create a separation and to utilize that ideology to separate people and think that you were superior. So in order for slavery to work on a mass scale, a person couldn't think of you as a human being like them. Right. So I had to create the idea of whiteness in this group and otherize you. Right. And we see this multiplied in many different mm. ways in Correct. our society. You have to otherize someone constantly. Right. And that's white supremacy and that's racism. All right. We got more to talk about. I got, I, got, I got more things for next a week. Lot yeah, a, a lot of others. A lot of others. <laughs> yes. Everybody relax. We streamed it. We streamed it. Okay. Desierto. Yes. Um, we picked this to connect with our whole topic this week. Correct. And we picked this to connect with the movie that we watched, which was Sicario. Correct. Desierto. Yes. Um, who's the lead actor? I can't even remember his name. Um, but... It's about a bunch of... Uh, Dude Mex- from Walking Dead. What's his name? Um, he plays Negan. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Let's look it uh, up. He looks like Harvey or Burdum. Yeah. But he's the American one. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. And... He plays a border hunter. If people don't know who that is, that's uh, mm-hmm. someone who lives south of, north of the U.S. and yes. hunts the border for people who are jumping the border. Yes. 
Um, him and his dog are chasing this group. He's of a border vigilante because some people they you. just call it in. Right, you're right. Some people just call him border patrol. He's a border vigilante, yes. and he is chasing these groups. This group of Mexicans who yes. are hopping the border. Yes, they are. And he is single handedly taking them out. Um, with his rifle. With his rifle and his dog. No justice. No justice, no peace. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the main character, don't know his name. I don't even think that they said his name in the movie. Mm-mm. Now that I'm thinking. They haven't. Um, I think they did that on purpose because they don't want you. That's how they're that. found. Right. When they find them there. Jane Doe, John Doe. So, I think, I think it actually was a well put together film absolutely um it does show a different aspect of it i think that a lot of people in america do kind of support this whole like catching people at the border doing this or doing that but taking this to the next level where it's actual it was extreme right because he's literally shooting every single one of them hunting do we know these people don't exist right they're they're not shown or portrayed in the news or but people die crossing all all the the time time. all the time and what happens most of the time is if a person is found crossing and they're dead they found shot they normally say it was the cartels that killed them right we don't know that it's the cartel that killed correct and if you look more into the situation you understand that the cartel is incentivized to keep you alive Correct. Especially because you pay for you're the service. For, exactly. And you'll call back and say, hey, go with them. And it you'll, worked out for me. Right, exactly. Plus, if you get sent back, you can pay again to come back over. Exactly. So this is a viable situation for the cartels to bring you over or any group. They don't profit if you're dead. They don't profit and if you're dead. people don't quite see that or understand that. But yep. that is basically how the situation works out. If you paid... In certain situations, obviously, you yeah. get across. Yeah. Some who can't pay or can pay a down payment come over and work yeah. work it off. Yeah. But obviously, if it works out for them, then they can tell the rest of their family. Exactly. So to think that like people are shot and the cartel is dead, like, half yeah. of the time, that doesn't make sense. No. So We're just assuming. They right. say there's a drug mule, they're a drug mule. Right. Sprinkle yeah. some crack on them. <laughs> Sprinkle some crack on them. Yep. All right, so the plot <laughs> is group of mexican people yes they go on this journey to cross the border yes illegally yes but they're border crossing all of them are going for a better life right to work one of the main characters he's going because he wants to be reunited with his child right his child lives in america and is an american citizen correct he got deported because he was in the process of getting his visa but he got into a situation with a police officer Mm-hmm. They lead us to believe that the police officer pulled him over wrongfully. Right. And one thing led to another. They don't tell you exactly what happens. Right. But he ends up getting deported. So he's trying to return to his family and the life that he had already created in the United States. He yes. had already assimilated. Another character is a young lady who's being sent by her family. All the family put the money together, said, Our community is too dangerous for you. Go to America. You'll be safe. Right. You'll do well there. Then we have this border vigilante. Yes. Who's a drunk. (laughs) Best friend is a dog. Yep. Sick man. Gets a weird pleasure out of hurting people. 
Yes, he is sharpshooting. Yes, sharpshooting. Yeah. For his country, yes. as he would say. A lot of people hold this view. They do. Um, I mean, living in a country full of immigrants, you know. Everybody. All everybody. around us. I mean, I mean, I'm like one-tenth yeah. Cherokee Indian. Yeah. So, I mean, a piece of me could say. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm f- toting the line. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to yeah. go and get my, my Native American card. You should. <laughs> you should. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I kind of, I kind of, I look at this and I see people of all nations, and I'm thinking we're little, a literal melting pot. There yes. are, there are not many of us who are actually from here. Mm-hmm. So the difficulty in seeing that people can't look logically at things, that's yeah. usually the thing that's most difficult because mm-hmm. you want to explain something logically to yes. someone who doesn't see logic. Yes, yes. and. To hear repeatedly this, oh, it's my country or something along those lines. I mean, technically, it was a lot of people's countries. A lot of people's countries. Until, like, the United States formed, you know? Yes. So, but, I mean, the movie in general, I think, opens opens the eyes to a different avenue than which we may not have seen otherwise. Mm-hmm. Definitely the news doesn't portray it. Definitely. Um, and I know that... In some instances, you see Border Patrol working with these communities yes. of vigilantes who, yes. obviously, it's a very long border. Yeah. Um, and very, very long. It's not enough Border Patrol. Yeah. And Border Patrol actually has doesn't work just at the border. I've just learned this week. They have, like, up to, like, 100 miles away yeah. from the border. Or Stop like points that. and stuff like yeah. that. So that was. But I don't know if that jurisdiction was always there. I, I don't think, think it was, it was. expanded. Yes. In some recent years, of they can operate within a certain amount of miles right. of the border. So, that is the actual weird part. Where, um, did you see the video that I sent? Yes. Yes. So, there's a lady who's fifty miles from the border, I think, mm-hmm. with her family. And she's asked if she's a U.S. citizen, and yep. she's highly offended. And How would you not be? Uh, exactly. And pretty much her fight is that if I just say yes, that I am, you'll let me go. Yep. So that means that if somebody who's not from the country says yes, you'll just let them go. So, I mean, but yes, I definitely understand um, how the movie portrays Border Patrol, obviously at, at a certain point in the movie, yeah. he sees Border Patrol and he's chasing the truck to like, mm-hmm. please come, come help me. me. <laughs> help me. me. Help me. Yeah. So, I mean, but you have to understand that most of this, it's a very dire situation to try to make the border in the first yep. place. Yeah. And to then to be hunted at the same time. It's crazy. And to like worry about Border Patrol. Yes. And to know that you don't want to get caught by border patrol, but in this instance, is that bad that will you, save your life? It will save your life. Yeah. It'll give me another opportunity later on. You know, so so I I can't hold back the conversation. We're going to talk about Sicario in a second. Okay, but people use these terms all the time. Like we have borders and we have laws. Right. Do we need borders? No, it's a waste of time. Okay. 
Why is it a waste of time? I mean, honestly. You know people going to call you some crazy, oh. crazy leftist commie. Oh, oh, I hope so. I hope so. Because honestly, if we was like, oh, well, we'll get rid of the border to Canada, it'll be okay. Right? Yeah. A lot of people will be okay with it. You want to hear a crazy story? Go ahead. I'm I jumped the border in Canada. No, you didn't. Okay. Right. Here. Come this get is... him now, police. Get him. He's here. This is how it happened. Boom. On a light note, I'm going with my family to Canada. We're driving. We rented a van. It's like 10 of us. And you forgot your passport. No. Oh. <laughs> we're, going through, we're going through Canada. Everybody's uh-huh. doing the ride. The border that we went through, I think we went through Vermont. Okay. Apparently, it's not the main border. Right. It's not the main border with all the, the Canadian no. Border Patrol. It's this little small border. Both. Yep. And the only one in the van that recognized that this was a little small border was myself. Uh-huh. Okay. So, we get to the this thing that's like a border. There's no one out there. No one in sight. Not one person. Everybody's looking around. We stop for two minutes. Not a person. The driver of the van keeps going. I'm like, no, guys, guys, just wait. Like, I think this is the border. This is like a serious. They're like, no. Everybody's like, Justin, chill out. They must have changed it. It's further down. (laughs) Don't worry about it. I'm like, no. So I'm looking back. I'm freaking out. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. (laughs) So I'm freaking out. I see somebody finally come out the door. And he's like this. I'm like, guys, there's a guy waving. They like, come on, Justin, like, chill, chill. Boom. So we still driving down this empty road. Down this empty road. Lo and behold, whoop, whoop, Canadian police. Whoop, whoop. Another Canadian police. They come through, they like, Did you jump the what's, what's going on, guys? <laughs> so boom, these guys had sense. Now they probably got a call saying, like, these guys just went through the border, yada yada. They come up, they're like, they see it's nothing but a family. It's nothing but a family. They bring us, long story short, they bring us to the border. It took like a whole hour. We got some crazy lady that was convinced like we were probably drug muling. And we're like, yo, we have a family. They finally let us in. Canadians are nice. Yes, <laughs> we are. jumped the border. They still yeah, let us in. would have been in. locked up for three months if yo, it was the other way around coming yo, into America. Yo. Yo. But the thing is, like. Uh, you lucky you said that. There is no border. <laughs> like yeah. this is, no, it's just it's like it's like a turnstile. Basically, even when you yeah. go to the real border, it's a turnstile. It's nothing. You can't border right. landmass. You can't separate landmass. We're all connected. We were right there. We were over. Yeah, I was. I was just about to call ice on you. Yo, <laughs> yeah, I was about to be like, I'm, I would not be surprised if I'm up in some type of record. <laughs> Yo, I can't. Yo, they went through everything. They went through the van. They went. They were like that's baby food. <laughs> like first of all, if we were drug dealers, yeah. we had a great plan, <laughs> and we all happened to be actual family. Oh man! But like. That was wild. I was yeah. like, "Yo, I'm going, I'm going to jail. Yeah, I'm are. going to Canadian jail. I don't even know what that it's is. The nice I don't jail. speak. Uh, I hope so, but yeah. I don't speak French. <laughs> You'll be okay. Well, I'd have been like, Parlez-vous Officer, vous um, voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Since what? Since what? Who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's well, crazy. It's wow. good to know. This is why wow. I'm a border jumper. I see. I live life I'm, on the edge. Yo, I no Justin, with no you. peace. I'll leave you right at the border. I got my passport. Thug life. I got thug life. Thug life on my na- around my navel. It's small because I couldn't afford the All right, whole Pac. Thing. It's just like right around here. Out here like Pac. Okay. 
Yo. Back, okay, back to borders. Back to borders. So, I mean, so when I was in the military, real short story, another yeah. story. Um, Mexican guy speaking to me, and he's like, oh. I was like, oh, where you from? Chicago. I was like, Chicago? He was like, yeah, a lot of people jumped the border in the north. More, as much as people in the south. Of course they do. And I was just thinking, he was, he was like, and sometimes it's easier because the lakes freeze over. They, they walk across walk the lakes, especially in, uh, especially across uh, North Dakota, Montana, that area. Yeah. M- most of the land of, of the north is Native American land. Oh, so, so they just go through the reservation. Yeah, you go through the reservation, you don't have as many border patrol up, up yeah. on that side. I mean, I'm not telling anybody to do it that way, yeah. but you find just as many people on, on the north. Yeah. So, but what I was going to say about the borders is it's like Europe. And if you're part of the the union, uh, the European Union, yep. all you need is a passport. That's it. I mean, why wouldn't they do that here? It's because, I mean, they feel we got a lot of enemies. I mean, I guess you should have yeah, been I, I, Ultimately, I feel it's, all, it's a ruse. Yeah. It's a ruse. We create situations to then go and combat situations. Yes. To create industries yes. and to employ people in different ways and to have power. Like a, a lot of these things that are all united. We have Border Patrol, mm-hmm. we have ICE, and we have Homeland Security. Yep. And most of the time, those things are intersecting. Yes. Why? Why? Work. I'm not saying, I'm not even a person who's saying, like, everybody, but people think that, like, millions of people are just going to come into a place. That's not true. Right. Because millions of people can't Just pick up and leave. And, yeah, pick up and leave. Or Some people are happy in Mexico. Right. Like, like it, it, there's a there's a poor perception of what that place is like, especially like people think it's only resort and then cartels, right? And but the truth just is, poor. we are the reason why Mexico is destroyed, right? Because we are the purchasers, exactly, of these illegal narcotics here. Yeah. <laughs> so right. if anybody should take responsibility, it's us. For the damage in Mexico. It's us. These people are just, the cartels are businesses mm-hmm. in an illegal business. Correct. Who do pay off politicians, like we pay off politicians Correct. right now, in, in legal businesses. Correct. Like FDA, USDA, people paying them off to put their products in stores knowing that they're harming people. Correct. We're no different. In operation from the cartels, you call yourself a legal business owner; they consider themselves businessmen. Right. We both use violence. Correct. Exxon is in a number of different countries. Correct. A lot of these countries are war-torn countries. Exxon doesn't have an army. Who is protecting Exxon's assets? Right. The United States of America. Exactly. It's. It's so it it baffles my mind how people are this cognitive dissonance of like you don't see you're doing the same thing and we're all interconnected. If we wanted to end MS thirteen people, if they're mm-hmm. coming over in droves, we give them no reason to come over. Right. We end our war on drugs. 
There is no black market when things are legal. legal. Exactly. We've created the war on drugs. Right. We're fighting the war that we've created. We make if you if you make anything le- illegal tomorrow that you need right now. Mm-hmm. If water was illegal tomorrow, <laughs> I'll be dealing water tomorrow. We're all dealing water, <laughs> yeah. and we're all illegally consuming water. So anything that you make illegal has negative repercussions potentially, yes. potentially, because you can't take people off of water. You could potentially take people off of their addiction. You can help them through their addiction of other things. Right. But we don't work on that end of things. And I believe it's all a ruse. I believe we, we, there's a profit in the chase. Border Patrol needs weapons. Mm -hmm. Border Patrol needs surveillance. They need drones. ICE needs this. Everybody needs this. They need new vests. We need new vests. We need armored tanks. Mm -hmm. We need this. It's all linking back to these defense contractors. Yep, exactly. Who just want you to buy more stuff, more stuff, more stuff, increase spending. Yep. It's all the rules. So I don't want to, uh, I'm going to just use this little point in time to shout out Canada for last last month legalizing Word. marijuana. Yo. Holla. Holla. Right, They're job. moving in the right direction. Yeah. They're, because America is always using propaganda. Right. And whoever it is, I'm not... I, Government agents of the government or the government as a whole is always using propaganda. Right. They always want to make you scared of something. It's like um, Uruguay mm. is the first country to legalize marijuana. Mm. Portugal is the first country to decriminalize drugs in yes. general. general. And everybody said the same thing, like, oh, it's going to get so much worse. So bad. And the numbers went down. Down. <laughs> The models are proven. Yeah. The information is out there. And the whole thing is is that they have less less crime. Yes. They have less deaths. Yes. Because now there's all these places where where obviously where you was doing illegal stuff, yes. obviously you're you're getting bad products. Yes. You're getting bad um needles, bad stuff, yes. everything. And they have less deaths, yes. less crime. Less overdose. more positive. It's just Okay, well, I guess I guess maybe that's just a one in two hundred and something nations around the well, world. They, they, people are always talk about like how small these nations are, right? But there's nothing that you can figure out that doesn't start with a test group. Exactly. Any drug that people use, any food product, anything, any system always starts with a smaller group. Right. With three hundred thirty million people, we can do that here. But it's not incentivized to do it. Correct. Why? Because industry goes away tomorrow. Exactly. You got the DEA, ATF, FBI. You got all these people that who, lose, who lose love jobs. it. Yeah. They're on the hunt. Mm-hmm. They're on the hunt. If you give them nothing to hunt for, what do they do then? Desk work. Um, <laughs> so this will segue into, actually, before we speak about Sicario 2, mm-hmm. Sicario 1, so that there's some sort of background. Yes, yes. Um, speaking about how the government controls the drugs coming into the country, um, Benicio Del Toro, yep. in the movie, his name is Medellin, mm-hmm. which is a Colombia yeah, uh, city in Colombia. Yeah, so they call him this because he runs for. He used to work for a Colombian cartel. Yes, so they use him as a hitman, mm-hmm. Sicario. Yeah, 
to go and fight Mexican cartels who believe to have murdered his family. Yes. So, and obviously he works with the American government. Yes. And he has insight and connections and is helping Josh Brolin, who's heading this team. Yes. So obviously, just like you said, the one reason why they do this is because then they can control who is actually bringing the drugs into America. What country. What country, what cartel, what city, who's working what. Yes. And... You know, obviously people are just like, no, America wouldn't do that. Why would why would they do something like All that? All the information is there. It's always there. It's the yeah. same thing. It's Guns, in the movies. drugs. Kill yeah. the messenger. Right. Yes. If you haven't seen Kill the Messenger, Jeremy Renner. Yes. What's the one with Tom Cruise? Um It just recently came out. It's on HBO now, I believe. Where he um, plays Barry he plays Barry Seal. Yeah, I can't even remember the name of the movie. But We'll get that. We'll get that. Um, but this leads us to the sequel, Sicario 2. Yes. Where Josh Brolin's character... Brought back in. Brought back in. By the United States government. Right. Secretary and, of Defense. And he tells him that it's going to have to get dirty. He has to use his own man, and yes. this is managing. Now, let's, let's specifically talk about what they mean by using their own man. Right. Even though this is a movie, this is something that happened. Right. They, using your own men means we can't use the actual armed forces. We can't use exactly. the military as we know it. But these are military individuals, generally mercenaries. Mercenaries, contractors. Contractors for hire. They've been trained by some form of military. A lot of them probably U.S. Whether military. it's here, exactly. Whether it's here or another country. Yes. And usually they circle around these groups. Yes. They have contacts. It's yes. like having a index card with yes. this guy's name and yes. he will work for you yes. for a certain money. And sometimes they have incentives because this guy Medellin, yep. he the one of these Mexican cartels is who is responsible for yep. his family being murdered. And they can't use government supplies. Exactly. But the money comes from the government somehow. Exactly. And it doesn't come it doesn't say the United States government but it'll be a front company right. that receives the money exactly, to wash it all away. Exactly. So, obviously, uh, Josh Brolin's character actually wants to... The basic phrase is they want to start a war. Start a war. And they're going to use the Between cartels. the cartels Exactly. The cartels will be doing it amongst themselves, but they have to make it look like one cartel did it to the other cartel yes. so that it'll just be retribution and back and forth. Now, let's go back. Why were they starting the war? Because they realized that the cartels aren't making money necessarily from the drug trade. Right. The cartels are now making money by bringing migrants over. Exactly. They've created the routes. They've created the systems to get the migrants over. The migrants are paying these cartel individuals to get them over into the United States. Right. They want to stop the flow of immigration, so therefore they want to start a war within the cartels so the cartels can't function. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that people don't realize this, but, you know, chances are they make more money with people than they do with the yeah. drugs itself. Yeah. And even though they still use the people for the drugs itself, yes. you know, it's like side by side, hand in hand. And Let me ask you a question. And, you know, like, this is a big thing, especially in this climate. It's considered that a ton of drugs comes over the border. Right. 
don't believe that most of the drugs is coming over the border through mules. No. Most of the drugs are coming over the border because right. there's a border even in the air <laughs> are coming through different access points. Easily. Through our people. Right. Through government agents, whether it be customs person getting paid off, moving to the side. Yes. Because if you think about the numbers of narcotics that come to the United States of America, there's no way that a person is carrying it that much right. in their backpack exactly. or tunneling that much <laughs> into Texas or any of these ports. Right. It's coming here in a fashion that it works like sh- like a system. Yeah. It is an assembly. It's an assembly know? line. So and the only way to have an assembly line is to actually have access to people here in the United States of America. The drugs are coming in and they're allowed to come in. Right. Because if we didn't want them to come in, they would stop. Well, you know why um, TSA had to revamp their system a year or two years ago? Because they did that test and they was letting so much guns and stuff in. 90% of bags were not detected. You can't. 90%. TSA is a TSA ruse. is a, is a is a figment of our imagination to make it seem like with yes. their security, their safety. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Who invented that swab thing? Because I, I, I wouldn't like <laughs> anything that will make poli- people believe that they're safe. That is all that they support. Yes, that's it. Oh, there was a shoe bomber. We now have to take off our shoes. Yes. Oh, okay. Make sure there's no liquids over three ounces because if there's more, you may be able to make a hole in the plane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, so it's just, but if you think that thousands and thousands of miles of border and there are good hundreds of people working them, yes, you think that you're protecting the borders? No way. Okay. How many flights are coming from international? Exactly. Okay. I just I look at it every day and I'm just like I I understand. Yeah. This has to be done because people need safety and security. Okay. People live with this means. But reasonable safety and security. People are unreasonable. That's they the thing. Logical. That's the thing. I have a, a I have a home alarm, mm-hmm. and I may even take it to the point of actually arming the home. <laughs> yes. I'm like arming myself, but I'm not going to build a fortress around my home. Right. There's certain things that go too far. Right. That goes too far. And that just moves us into the idea of the border wall. Yes. The border wall. The reason why I'm against the border wall is because I believe it's a waste of money. Easily. It's easily a waste of money. I believe in when you're investing in something, you need an accurate return on investment. Mm -hmm. And when people say things like, you know, if we save one life, that's all that matters. You know what? If I have to spend... Listen, I'm telling my wife right now, if she had to spend $300 million to save my life, bitch, let me go. <laughs> let me go. I'm letting you go. Let I'm me tell go. Her. <laughs> yeah, you tell her, her to let go. me go. <laughs> there are certain things that aren't worth that value. Now, I would risk my life for my family. Right. But there's certain things. You can't just throw money at everything. Right. There's other ways of doing it. And I think... I think a wall is like a childish way of looking at things. Well, let me just put up something so they can't get over there. Kids do that. They build forts. Right. That's what we're trying to do, build a fort around America. But my biggest thing is you build a wall and what it's like 
All right. I'll put it this way, and I hate to put it this way, but let's say you got cake yes. right, right in the middle of the room, and there's ants going right to that cake. Yeah. Going to that cake, right? Yeah. And you put a big-ass Lego wall yes. in front of that cake. Yeah. You think the ants going to stop going to that they cake? They go over the wall. They go over the wall. They go around the wall. You're, you're not going to stop. Let me explain something to people about illegal immigration. A ton of illegal immigration is not about people coming over illegally. It's about people staying. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to come here. They come over here. They get here however. They have their perm. It expires. And they stay. And they stay. And guess what? Those people don't look brown like Mexicans. Mm-hmm. They're Europeans. Mm-hmm. They're Asian. They're, mm-hmm. they're from everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. So if you really want to fight illegal immigration, you don't start with the border. You're going to start with the visa system. You start with the visa system. Mm-hmm. Start with the visa system. That's what they said. The majority of people who come over here land here. Land? <laughs> they, they don't jump the border. They don't jump. It's an overreaction. It's an, a belief that this one system is what's harming us. But you us. know what the thing is? They otherize mm-hmm. Mexican people. Yep. Mexican people are drug dealers, mm-hmm. criminals, rapists. They don't send their best. Our POTUS said these things. And this is what people have already believed. Yep. They've internalized these ideas from before. He's not the f- He didn't make them think that. People already believe this. Mm. And this whole idea about the big boogeyman, MS-13. Mm-hmm. MS-13. The Half of the, the people worst. who are scared of MS-13 don't even know <laughs> what that is. They don't yeah. even know what, what is it. Mm-hmm. What is it? Never seen a person, MS, never had experience with an MS-13. Never had experience with a gang member. Right. Let alone an MS-13. But it's this idea of otherizing this boogeyman that's you, coming to rape. It's always rape. Yeah. It's, it's that, always rape. It's that you better watch out. You better watch you, out. They, they come in. They, they here. They raping. You know, they right they ride in your backyard. They raping. They raping. Just Harvey like, Weinstein was raping. Is he yeah. MS-13? Yeah, he MS-13. He must be MS-13 because they raping. He do, he's right? all that. You know? Yes. So crazy. It's a danger to otherize people. Right. I think we need to go on like a campaign of non-othering people. Everyone is a human being. Correct. We all deserve a chance. And once you look at, once people were able to look at black people as animals, it was okay to put them in chains and to have them pick cotton. Yeah. Once you're able to look at Mexican people as otherwise and potential MS-13, it's okay to separate them and their children because they potential MS-13, put them in cages right? And for days and consider it not a detention center. It's not a detention center. No. You otherize them for that to be okay because under no circumstances would you want to be separated from your child right? And ever. Talking about this whole detention center thing, oh, man, I... I we played right into that into that uh, playbook. The hand, we yeah, into we played we played right into it, and they were just like, "Oh, you're separating families. How could you? This is the worst thing you could have done. We will protest. We will be mad. We will do this." 
And they're just like, no, well, you know what? You're right. We're not going to do that. We're not going to separate families. We're just going to detain them all together. Detain them all together. We gave you what you yeah. wanted. And that was that was exactly what they were looking for. They were looking for us to protest so that yeah. they could be like, you're right. Yeah. We'll just keep them all together. One you know, place. this is what I want to ask a person who's like, you know, we need to vet these people. Mm-hmm. What's the vetting process? Mm-hmm. How do you figure out if a person is MS-13? How do you figure out these people don't belong together? If they don't have papers on them, what do you, what, do you, what database do you think people have? Are you going to Facebook them? Yeah. It's it's like uh, you've seen Scarface, obviously, mm-hmm. and they're all asking Tony the questions, and uh, Manolo comes in. He goes, uh, I told him that uh, I worked in, uh, in a sanitarium. He said, no, I told you to tell him you worked in sanitation. <laughs> He's yep, like, yep, yep. If they, this is what they're telling you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And if you don't realize that there's no way to really vet them, then you have to ask your question, what are they actually doing with the people? Right. What is their intention to do with the people? And if you don't understand their intention, is to scare people out of coming over the border. Right. This zero tolerance. We went to zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. So pretty much you're telling me that there's no chance at a North American union? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's go back to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Benicio Del Toro. Fantastic. On top of his game as usual. Amazing. Um, Not one chink in the arm. Please watch Benicio Del Toro movies. Uh, The Usual Suspects is my favorite. Fantastic. Um, Josh Brolin. Ooh, so good. Yes, so good. Uh, the framing in this one, you see now, I, it's not the same director, and mm-hmm. I don't believe it's the same writer. No, I don't think so either. But they, the frame, if you just look at the images, mm-hmm. I, I have to watch it again, because the images and how people move into the frame and how they align the frame and the blocking is amazing in this film. The cinematography is phenomenal. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, this new actress, still can't remember her name, a little girl. Plays oh, the she daughter was who was abducted. Yes. yes, she was in it the whole time. Pretty phenomenal. Fantastic. Um, and it is a movie to go watch. Um, go expand your mind. It's a must see. And yes. I will actually go see it in the theater. Yes. Go see it in the theater. Yeah. Don't wait to Redbox. Yeah, you're right. Do not wait. Because um, it's, it's something about that. And the music. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Um, I kind of tried to go uh, to, I tried to see the first Sicario right before I went to go see it. Oh, did you? And it wasn't on Netflix again, so I guess they, oh, they, they took, took it, it off last week. Oh, okay. It had to be. Like, I guess, but I think that that's probably something that the movies do oh, okay. where they kind of take it off because people will look for the first movie. Gotcha. So, gotcha. It must be a pocket thing. It has to be. Because, yeah. I mean, it's been on for the last couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good, though. Very good. See the first one first if you haven't seen it. First one actually also has, uh, I forgot what's the African dude's name. Uh, Oh, from um, from Black Panther. From Get Out. David Coelho. David Coelho and John Bernathal, who plays Mm -hmm. the Punisher on Netflix's Punisher for Marvel. 
Second one, I think it's only those two lead actors. I can't really think yep. of anybody else. The young Spanish boy who who, points, who points out Medellin. Yo. Yo. And that's what I like, because the first Sicario had that where they're following the storyline of the mm-hmm. cop and the son. Yeah. And you don't really know what's the reason till the end. Yeah. Same thing with this boy. Yes, yes, they're yes. They're following they did, him through the whole movie. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, definitely opens your eyes. The other thing that we was going to talk about was trying to change the the portrayal of Mexicans in film. Is there? We well, see movies like Sicario are fun, right? Yes, they're fun. But if you don't have an experience with a person of Latin descent or a Mexican person or a person from any Latin American country, right? And that's your only understanding. That's where the danger comes in, because. I've been to Mexico, and right. I've enjoyed myself in Mexico. I've been on vacation there. Right. Great time. Sweet people. If i seen only Sicario in Mexico, right. I might have a total different feeling. So one of the things is like Hollywood plays into these stereotypes. Yes. Especially with the content that they push out. Like we've had multiple movies about drug cartels. Right. Mexican drug cartels, even in one of our favorite shows, we we talk about the cartels in power. Right. So we have that framing of Mexico, and then when you look at the the U.S., the framing is, of the U.S. is not like people strung out on heroin, um, right. uh, uh, violence. It's it's none of that. It's New York City. Right. It's the American dream. So how Hollywood frames certain countries, if you look at uh, how Hollywood ends up framing Africa, right? you would think Africa is an undeveloped Poor. place with just dirt, flies on babies, everybody got a big gut, and giraffes. Yeah. That's totally not the Definitely truth. Definitely not. Hugely developed nations, some beautiful cities. Huge so, cities. So mm-hmm. television frames, like we spoke about early. You're learning. Right. You're taking in this information and you're processing whether you want to or not. And what we visually see to process about Mexico is a place you don't want to go. It's dangerous. And then it leads you to hearing the president say these things. It's reaffirming what your mind had already received about the people and the type of people they are. And then you take a stance on it. Right. And so Hollywood is feeding into these stereotypes in many different ways, in many different forms. Do you think it's on purpose, though? Um, easily. You you give you give the baby what it can easily consume. Yes. So, if people like stereotypes, they're gonna eat and gobble it up. They're Do you gonna... think it's it's very interesting that Sicario Two came out around this time? Mm-hmm. It felt a little propaganda-ish. Yeah. It felt... Um, It felt led. It felt very led. So it came out like a perfect time where it's just like, well, see, if Sicario said so. If Sicario said so. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I have, like... I love action films, and I like war films. Right. But in the recent time, war films have taken on, like, a a whole new look. Like, especially, like, the Peter Berg stuff. Like, when you look at... um, uh, The Kingdom? uh, 
Kingdom, Only the Brave, mm-hmm. um, Lone Survivor, yes. and then the story of Chris Kyle. All of these things, it's like they felt more propaganda-ish mm-hmm. when it came to the portrayal of war and soldiers fighting. Very different from when you look at a movie like a, a Full Metal Jacket right. or Saving Private Ryan, where it's just fear, death, and destruction. Normally, those they tell you the true story of these are young people putting their lives on the line in these dangerous situations. And guess what happens? They get blown into pieces. Yep. This is serious. War is serious. But if you watch Lone Survivor, you look at these dudes, it's, it's like a show. They're jumping off a cliff, surviving, breaking their leg, people mm-hmm. pulling them in. It seems more fun. And it felt almost like a commercial for you to enlist. Yes. As opposed to, because if I seen, if I seen Saving Private Ryan, I'm like, I'm staying out of that yeah. shit. Yep, <laughs> exactly. I watched Lone Survivor. And you The Few, The Proud. Yeah. I'm ready to join. Yep. And so these movies are taking on the, these propaganda roles. Right. So, back to the movie. Mm-hmm. What did you rate it? I guess we can do Desierto also since we didn't do that. Okay, Desierto. I really enjoyed Desierto. Yes. And it was, it, it, I, I, I understood the tone. It was supposed to be really like villainous and scary yeah. and, and stalkery. Yeah. I'm going to give Desierto a four. It was a okay. strong four. All right. I gave Desierto a three and a half. Okay. Yes. I definitely enjoyed it also. I'm glad I streamed it. Performances were fantastic. Check it out on Netflix. Yes. After and you it, check out Loose Cannons. What Cannons. they did was like, the desert seems so vast. Yes. And just like, where the hell am I? Yeah. <laughs> just like running. Like, how do you figure yourself way out of that? Oh, man. I don't think that people really realize how long you have to be out there or yeah. walk or. How yeah. difficult it is. Yeah. All right. Sicario. Sicario. For me. Two. Sicario 2. Sicario 2. Yep. Um, for me, Sicario 2. <clears throat> wasn't as good as the first one. No. So I kind of gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the tone the, in the first one was better, too. Yeah. Tone was better. It it pushed you back on your heels, the first one. Yeah. The second one, the only problem with the second one is that the first one came out first. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you kind of expect it at this point. Yeah. So I kind of gave it a four. Um, the acting in the in the first one only because you also have Emily Blunt in the first one mm-hmm. is different but this one well put together yeah well written yeah. well filmed yes. so what about you what about the ending what do you think about the ending man I, I really like the ending just okay. because it was really open and it's gonna keep going it's gonna keep going we get a three did we get a three yeah, we better get a three well, I think we should get a three I mean I want I want people to go see it so that they can actually understand why yeah why it's so open but let's go back to the original director yeah. Denis I, yeah. like, I, like, I yes. like that dude so I'm gonna give Sicario 2 um, yeah Sicario 2 is a, is a three yeah it's a three okay. I can't give it any more than that reason being is cause you you see how different it is from the first one. The first one is just so yeah, good. So and there's good. a tone to it. There's just a feeling, and the characters were a little more interesting. I don't know. Maybe it was just because we were just focused around um, Benicio Del Toro right. and um, 
and Josh Brolin. Right. Maybe that was the issue. They were trying to change that whole feeling. But um, it was still enjoyable. We would still say we send people to see it. Right. See Sicario 1. Yes. And then go see Sicario 2. This weekend, if you can. Yes. Easily. It was good. Good action. Yes. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What you got up next on the docket for us? So, boom. Oh, we can't miss this this week. <laughs> what we got? Okay, hold on. This is a big rich town. Yes. Yeah. Power. 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 The TV show series. Yes. Stars. Yes. Yeah. What did you think this week? Okay. Oh, man. James is losing it. Ghost is losing He's it. He's losing it. Yo. See, and remember, we go back last week and we were talking about, is he, is he not emotional right. enough to have lost his daughter? Right. He's drinking there. Yeah, he is. He is uh, he, he definitely hitting the do. bottle. Yes. He doesn't know how to release his emotions. At all. He's back to the point where he's hitting up Angela. So, yes. um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of felt like, yo, I need to call him like, yo, dude, yo, you all right? You need to come over? Like, chill out a little bit? There's so much going on. And I can understand that feeling of, like, having so much on your mind. Right. It's just, like, too much. And he needs to download to somebody. Right. And he can't download to his wife, Tasha. Right. And Angela's not picking up the phone. She's not picking up the phone. She's but, dealing with her own that, shit. But I was going to say... Angela's talking to your wife. <laughs> they, 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 they doing should, their thing. We seen them twice. Yeah, you know they so. got their own side gig going on. Yeah, I mean they trying to help help Tyreek out. Yes, Tyreek just keep on putting his foot in his mouth. Put in his mouth. <laughs> Angela deleting shit. Man, and then Tommy on the other end just messing things up. Come on, Ty, you getting? But he can't. He's trying to operate on his own. He right. can't. Yeah, Ghost is the brains. Right. And I mean now the the only the only person who looks stable is Kanan. <laughs> and that's not saying much. You seen that scene? Yeah. Was that real? Yeah. Was that real? You're gonna take Tommy shit. Yeah. So yo, every it seems like this is why I like the way that it's written. Because yeah. there's so many storylines happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. It feels real. I put yeah. it that way. Because yeah. there's a lot of movies and TV shows where it's so linear. It's so everything's focused on one thing. Yeah. But this one has multiple plot lines. So yep, yep, yep. so you're thinking, oh, well, this works. But wait, what about this? This is starting to fall through or this yeah. is happening. So it's like, oh, man, they can't get they can't get uh, Dre. Yeah. But now the other dude says, yo, you got to get him. Like, yeah. And if not just him, now you got to get the whole the whole uh, connect. Like, yep. all right. So. Now it's like, all right, well, now you're back. Your heels are against the wall. Kanan's brought in. And yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. Now Tommy owed the Italians. Yep. And then Dre's dude done messed up. <sighs> Yo. So, well, but, his op- his whole system is falling. Yeah. It's falling apart. You yep. can tell. The Spanish dude is looking at him like, Yo, what's going on? Yeah. And his two guys under him, that dude's going to snap up later. You know it. You know no, it. It's coming. Yeah. I can't so, wait. So, but now you saw you saw the scene that you know Fifty saw him and peep yes. the argument. So you know yes. he gonna tr- that's gonna try to be his inside oh, man. That's, that's it. That they said all oh, he saw the chink. Yeah. Good episode though. Yeah. Listen, I my new favorite character is Lorette Tate's character. <laughs> yo, I cannot <laughs> <He's> stand. Such... <laughs> yo, yo, is he a villain? Yeah. 
He's got to be a villain. He's a villain. Yo, you can't just set them up like that. He set them up. If y'all don't know, Lorenz Tate, Tasha didn't want to do the press conference yep. to find a killer because obviously they know the killer. And if they do something like this, this could fall back on them. Exactly. And Lorenz Tate goes, yo, just come tomorrow. We'll talk about it. I got an event. Yes. And they show up. Yes. And it's a press conference. And it's a press conference. <laughs> yo. Yo. I'm sorry. I would have went up there. I would have been cursing and swearing. She, I would, she didn't. She oh, just. Oh, you're going for governor. She was mad about, you're not going for governor today. He's trying to be governor, dog. <laughs> He's trying to be. Listen, everybody has a motive. Yes. They, they've, they've addressed everybody's motive from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Dre wants the business. Yes. Ghost wants to settle everything, kill Dre. And get out. Put, get out. Get Tommy on. Yep. Get Tommy, Tommy clear. Tommy clear. Yeah. Angela wants to, she just wants to be yeah. in her position. <laughs> let me get my job and, back. Yes, let me get my let life me, back. Let me clean all this. I'm done up. with y'all. <laughs> Tasha's just messed up. Yeah. She's just messed up. I so, don't know what Tariq wants. Man, he just want to be a gangster. Yeah. You already fucked that up, Yeah. Tom. So let me ask you this, because I mean we'll make it a little light. So you think Lala and Tommy get back together? I want them to get back together. Yeah, she not giving them the time of day though. I know she like a black woman done with his shit. Because you know what? I think Lala's character is is upset that they kind of like treat her like you can't know anything. She doesn't really feel in the fold because they all know what's going on. Yeah, you're not part of the business. Exactly. Except you to help. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make some pancakes, bitch. Yeah. So I mean. Oh, through all this, where the baby at? That's what I always be asking every episode. With where grandma? the baby at? Where grandma? Where grandma? With Nana. Nana. Nana watching the baby. I don't know. Oh man. So let, let's do this real quick, since we're since we done spoke about almost everything of the episode. Yeah. Where do you think the season ends? <sighs> <laughs> it's it's only the second episode, and so much has happened in it's two really, episodes. It's, this is really tough. It's really tough because it's now we have so many different pieces right. included into the situation. Dre's dead at the end of the season. Okay. For sure. I like that. Little boy goes to choke. Yes. You think so? Yes. We end up finding Kana's motive, uh-huh. but I think that they end up cutting the deal because they know that's what Kanan wants. Uh-huh. And Ghost wants to be out. Right. So he's like, okay, Kane, you get that. Tommy, you get that. We got enough. That's not happening. No? Ghost ain't get... Yo, every got, time... He, he's down the, he every time Ghost out. is about to get out or has he the ability, he can't he's get right. out. He's right. He's so, right. I mean, I think that one, Dre is dead. You're right. Dre's dead. That's one. Two is... I don't think that Kanan is against them just yet. Mm, not fully, no. But the whole thing is, is I don't know if Ghost and Tommy are going to be with the Italians or um, that other rich dude from Chicago. Or oh, 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 the Russian dude. Right. Yep. Or if the Spanish take him back. So that's the whole thing. It's like, yes. but you know that they're going to have to sell for somebody at some point. Have to. Have right. to. And but the gonna, Italians need the, the Italians don't have the shipment. They're getting the stuff from Tommy. Tommy right. They just the, that's that's still the distro. Right. And they they owe the Russian dude right. now because his shit was gone. And what is it? Two million something like that. Yeah, something like that. 
I'm starting to realize how much money they really don't have. Right. Like, because Ghost but, put a lot of money in But that's what I was going to say. He, he gave it to the to the um, club, right? Yeah. It was something like that. It was some situation, yeah. But then the end of last season, Lorenz Tate's character was speaking to somebody who was in some dirt. Remember that he had spoke to in front of Ghost when mm-hmm. Angela was there getting her mm-hmm. whatever? So I don't know. I kind of like you. Kind of don't know what's gonna happen, and that's I think that's like the best premise for a Did show. Do they open up the QCP? <sighs> Do they? I don't know. <sighs> Can Lorenz Tate be trusted? No, not at all. But not at all. He's I, going for the highest bidder. Man, I haven't trusted him since that president. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> but power was good this week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's almost August. You know what I could see? Ghost getting kidnapped. Oh. It's, it's one, either Ghost getting kidnapped or Tasha's in jail. Like one of them. Yeah. And then Tyreek has to do something. Oh, to her take gun a, is still on the situation. Right. Her gun is still in the streets. And Tyreek takes on a bigger role next season. Because I see Ooh, them trying okay. to grow him. So I can kind of see something like that. Got you. Got you. Or does Tyreek go with Kanan and go against his father? Even though he's they, upset with the father. Even though they get Dre finally. Yeah. He's going to be upset when they kill right. Dre. Because he still doesn't understand. Why? Yeah, exactly. He still don't know Dre's fucking y'all over. Yeah. <laughs> over. You don't go to the club no more? You don't understand why, boy? Yeah. <laughs> Selling drugs all through True. Yeah. All through the club. All right. Where we at? All right. So, once again, you got to remember, August. August when is When we it. hit August, yes. we're doing a whole Insecure section. Yes, we are. So, listen, for the ladies out there, if you love Insecure, if you're yes. on Team Issa, fuck you, but still listen to us. It works. Because this is, this, this is this, we're not Team Issa over here. Check we're us Team out. Lawrence. Right. Check us out the Candace Podcast. You know, the Candace Podcast. Look for us. Twitter. Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. Facebook. Facebook. Boom. iTunes podcast. Check it out. Yes. Uh oh. So we got 60 seconds to convince. <laughs> okay. What is it? What is the topic today? You went last week. Yes. <laughs> Somehow this week's topic, I have to convince you. Yes. And the people. Yes. That Trump is making America great again. Good. Good luck. <laughs> I got the red background is for MAGA. I just want to let you. Okay. Where's my MAGA hat now? All right. You got a MAGA hat so that you could give it to me if you convince me? <laughs> no? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no. It's not in this house. All right. This is going to be very difficult. I, I have faith you can do listen, it. Listen, but I'm going to put on. I've been to North Carolina, so I'm going to put on my <laughs> red state. I'm going to put on my red state All right, good. situation. So here we go. Boom. Let me get the timer. 60 seconds to convince me Trump is making America great again. Yes. Timer. One minute. And. Okay. The most important job a president could do, he's the commander in chief. Yes. It's about protection. Yes. Two things that we truly need. We have to protect us as America. We're a country. So we're a nation of what? Borders. Mm -hmm. He's on our border security. Between him and Jeff Sessions, they ramped up the security at the borders. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Second, they have put our military in a position to continue its growth and its power in being the most dominant military in our world on this earth, which will be United States of America. And how do we do that? We fund it. And one of the number one things they did was increase the military budget. Okay? Yes. And the stock market. Boom. I did it. I did it. 60 seconds. Okay. All right. Oh, all right. There we go. There it is. Okay. All right. So so when can I join the Space Force? You ready? You yeah, ready? ready? So I convinced you. <laughs> Greatest president ever. All right. I understand all that, yo. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was better than a couple of those dudes, though. So listen, everybody out there, what's my argument for Trump valid? Listen, and what you got to know, when we do this, yes. it's not truly our beliefs. Right. It's not a, it's not a good fun. It's you a possibility. Fun. We have to create these debates. Sometimes sometimes you kind of have to think from a different perspective. Yes, the more see. outlandish, the better. Yes, yes. But check in. Listen, if we got followers, we got people liking us yes. on SoundCloud and all that. Comment. If you have a topic for 60 Seconds to Convince. Yes. Email us. Yes. Comment it on our page. Just put 60 Seconds Convince and then put whatever, whatever you topic, want the topic yeah. to be for next week. Yeah. We'll go through all of them and we'll choose from that topic. It's Lewis that's going next next yeah. week. So don't ask me if it's like peanut butter and jelly or ham and cheese. Like, I already got one. Exactly. <laughs> so, boom. This was great. This was fun. Yo. Yo. This was the Loose Cannons Podcast. podcast. Listen. Hey. Every week, we're firing off our opinions yes. on entertainment, yes. pop culture, pop culture, and politics, and, politics. and how they all intersect. Yep. Once again, Loose Cannons Podcast. Check us out. Hit us up on social media. Yes. Cannons Podcast. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like, we share, got a community out there. Follow. So if you out there, you listen to us, you're a part of us. You're a canon now. Yes. You're a canon. So we see you next week. All right. Peace. Peace.